Shalom Chaverim, Rabbi Block here. I thought for our topic tonight, we would ask the question, who is a Jew? Based on some of the questions from last week, a number of people asked about conversion and the process, and it's different from Orthodox to non-Orthodox. Okay? Reform is a non-Orthodox branch of Judaism. The Orthodox branches, of which there are many, have a lot of disagreements and different sacred... No, they're the same sacred books, different understandings and interpretations. If you would like to join me live, please send me an email at rabbiblock at hotmail.com and we can talk about what subjects we may want to talk about or how we'll talk to each other. That, I think, might be a, a, good, a good way. So please, if you would like to join with me, email me and we can set up for next Wednesday. Now, next Wednesday will be shorter. We'll go from 8 to 8.15 because the, there's a Jewish holiday, Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, a sacred fast day, a solemn day, and it begins at sundown a week from tonight, which is 8.30. So I thought it would come on from 8 to 8.15, and then that would give anyone prep time to prepare. You don't really have to prepare for fasting, but easy enough to, to do the evening service. So that's next week, but tonight. What is my opinion on Palestine and Israel? I believe in the two-state solution. We have to take a look at the realistic history of what got us to where we are. Both sides have to stop attacking each other, sending missiles against each other. Iran has to get out and the Palestinian groups that are using Iran for their own ends have to stop. And then let's sit down and discuss two states. You see, without a Palestinian homeland, a Jewish homeland makes no sense. Regardless of the history prior to the foundation of the state of Israel and who lays claim to the land and how they acquired the land, right now, real politics, there is a group of people and they're looking for a homeland. And I think it's incumbent, yeah, God is not a real estate agent, that it's in, God isn't going to do this, the Israelis. The only way we're going to see peace is to recognize states. You know, you can't have peace if one side wants the annihilation and the destruction of the other state. So some attitudes have to change on both sides. It can be done. And if it's not done, Things will continue to deteriorate. No, rabbis don't take a vow of pacifism. That's not... If you look at uh, Hebrew scripture and you look at the Torah, it talks about Joshua conquering the land. It talks about self-defense. It talks about war. And so we don't have a pacifist element. Judaism and Islam are related. We we share a common background. Ishmael, Ishmael's father was Abraham. 
Isaac's father was Abraham. And we, we, we share a lot of traditions and culture. So Islam and Judaism are not at odds with each other. Not at all. They're the sister religions, brother religions. And that's as it should be. Sharing dietary restrictions. Sharing beliefs about the universe and the one. Lots in common. We don't want to confuse the politics. Someone just asked, is there a website I can order a kosher scroll for a mezuzah? Just Google kosher scroll for mezuzah and Google will lead you to all things Jewish or Judaica.com, one of those sites. No, Judaism, one can convert into Judaism. Judaism is a religion, but it's also a culture and a background. So we have both. And that makes it a little bit confusing. So we can, you can convert. Someone asked about Messianic Judaism. It's a branch of Christianity, perfectly legitimate taking two elements, following a biblical tradition, accepting Jesus as the Christ, and that makes you a Christian, and then that takes you out of the Jewish camp. But it's just another way to relate to God. One can convert to Judaism. Now remember that the conversion process for reform, for non-Orthodox, is very different from the conversion process for Orthodox. It's, it's different. And we may want to talk about, you know, let's, let's shift over to heaven and hell because I think last time I, I mentioned heaven and hell. Judaism does not have the same concepts or ideas. There is no hell. There is no place. No one's going anywhere. When we die, we return to God where we came from. We talk about the olam haba, the world to come. That's our idea of heaven. It's not here yet. So when we die, we return to God. We become part of God. Okay? Then, at some point, the olam haba in the world to come, we're all going to be restored to a perfect world. I don't know when that's going to come. Judaism, historically switched from matrilineal from patrilineal descent to matrilineal descent. You go back in scripture, the religion followed the religion of the father. Then it shifted to the religion of the mother. Reform Judaism has gone back to both. So in Reform Judaism, if one's mother or one's father is Jewish, you are Jewish. And one does not have to convert in any way because you are Jewish. I have done several, oh, many actually, Jewish-Muslim weddings, some of them with an imam, some by myself. V very, very similar, spiritual, wonderful ceremonies. Just wonderful. Remember, no one should be denied the right to be joined together. And that's not... My, I'm not a policeman. Remember I keep saying the rabbi's job is to teach then to get out of the way so that you can find your path to God. Okay? So, Judaism is both a culture, a religion. Therefore, 
one can convert in to the religion. And here in the United States, that makes it much easier because we don't have a separate, as in Europe, or going back in history, really, in Europe, there really isn't that cultural food and we have Jewish food, there's Catholic, there's Irish food, there's Italian food, there's Chinese food, but it's all become Americanized. Americanized. And so we have a religion and we're American. You are not Israel? I'm not sure what they, they mean um, by... By that, I'm a Hebrew. My genes, I had them tested, I'm a Hebrew. I go back. And we want to use different titles, maybe. And maybe some people have different different titles. One of the emphasis in Judaism is here and now. Not what came before, not what's going to come after. Very much a religion based on taking God's teachings and living Torah, living Judaism, living in the here and now. Now to go back to conversion. It's a process. One has to think about it and decide, is this something one wants to do? Now, many people have the belief or understanding that we discourage converts. We don't discourage anybody. We don't seek converts. We don't knock on the door. We don't hand out little pamphlets. We don't tell you this is the best and only religion. We don't tell you if you don't become Jewish, you're going to some nasty place or that your grandmother won't talk to you. No, no. It's individual. Everyone has to make a choice. What happens is you'll go to your rabbi and he or she will ask you, why do you want to convert? What is it about your religion that isn't satisfying? What are you looking for? And you'll have some discussions. And then the rabbi will say, okay, you sound like a good candidate. Let's start the study process. And if after studying, you decide you want to convert, we have a bet dean, a court, we ask some questions, and there's a formal procedure. But that's just to get a certificate to put it on record. Conversion really is something that we do when we're willing to say, your God will be my God, your people will be my people. Judaism is what I want to follow. What do I need in order to do that? Okay? That just disappeared before I could read it. Yeah, I mentioned that about the Muslims and the Jews. We all call Abraham, Ishmael and Isaac, brothers. Brother religion. Unfortunately, politics has done a lot to split the Jews and the Muslims. Just no reason. There's no reason not to have a Palestinian state. There's no reason why we can't live in peace with each other. How, however, Iran is instigating and there are other individuals that see political gain in pitting Jews against Muslims, Israelis against Arabs. And therein lies the problem. It's a political problem, mostly from the outside. I see no reason why we can't 
be brothers. Why we can't cooperate. We don't have to agree with everything. You don't agree with everybody. But you can be polite. You can be not, and you don't send missiles after each other. You don't shoot each other. But what we're watching is politics. Is mucking things up. So please, don't confuse the politics of the Middle East with the two religions. We have to be careful. And we also want to be careful that we don't take individuals who say they represent the Jews or represent the Muslims, represent the Arabs, that they're speaking for all. They're not. There are many people that are just looking out for their own goal, their own ends. Since Jews are called the people of the book, conversion then is a process of study and learning from the various sacred books, from the commentaries, from the discussion, to make that decision, to see if Judaism is something that one wants to identify with, wants to be part of. And that's why we form conservative, uh, Haredi, Chabad, Shatmir, why all the different Jewish groups have slightly different approaches and learning and teaching in order to convert. Each group has a standard and says, this is what we think you should learn. No, this is what we want you to learn in order to identify as a Jew. And then you would join that group. Or if afterwards you wanted to change and go to another group, that's fine. You know, I I have a metaphor for you. I think of Judaism as a train. There's a locomotive pulling it. Hashem. It's God. And each car represents a different branch of Judaism. Okay. And we may want to put this car third, this car second, this car next to the coal car. You can do whatever you want. But there's a car for every Jew on the train. Or if you want to convert, there's a car for you to convert. But once you're on the train, you can decide to go to a different car. You may find that Orthodox of this branch, but you want a different branch of Orthodoxy, or you may want to join us in the Reform car. That's entirely up to you, and you study, and you learn. Someone said something about Bar Mitzvah. Remember, we have no sacraments in Judaism. So a Bar Mitzvah is just becoming an adult. 12 years one day for a girl, 13 years one day for a boy. It means you're considered a Jewish adult now. We don't want to let such an important occasion go by without acknowledging it. So we call you to the Torah, we have a party, you come to services, but that's not what makes you an adult. It's automatic. Just like a driver's license, just like being old enough to to vote, being old enough to drink. It happens with the calendar. And don't we do that when we get our driver's license? We pick up some of our friends, go for a ride. And when we're old enough to drink alcohol, we'll go out and drink alcohol. We celebrate and then take an Uber or a Lyft. That's what bar mitzvah is, bat mitzvah for girls. Same thing. It's acknowledging an event that happened in someone's life. We're all coming from this, you know, 
it's not an accident that God created Adam and Eve. He created two individuals so we could all look at each other and say we're brothers and sisters. No one can say, oh, I'm, I'm better, I was con uh, born here, or, or I was created here. I don't know. God in his infinite wisdom said we're going to start with a common, common people. And it'll branch out. But as we go down, we're brothers and sisters. So no one can, well, people claim superiority, but it's not valid. Not valid at all. We're all one. Someone, the Ain Sof, another name for God, that without, you know, it's fascinating because when we talk about God, it, it's, it's hard. And so we talk about God's attributes, qualities, and we give God names. And each of that those names represent a quality or an attribute. They're not the totality. Yeah, the Holocaust. Still don't understand man's inhumanity to man. People falling into a cult. People sacrificing other people's lives. Just horrendous. That's why we don't want to forget the Holocaust. That's why we have a Holocaust museum here in D.C. where I live. And if you live here, visit the Holocaust Museum if you haven't. And if you're planning on visiting D.C., please put the Holocaust Museum as a definite. You cut the elevator to the top floor and there's a quote from Eisenhower about the Holocaust. What could be a better testimony than General President Eisenhower? What he saw. The question of the Messiah, we're still waiting. And within Judaism... Jesus did not fulfill the immediate checklist, the immediate requirements. And the church realizes that, so they came up with a second coming. So if you like or want a weak analogy, the second coming is our idea of the coming of the Messiah, only we don't know who the Messiah is. Now here's something really important. Mashiach ben David, the Messiah, is a messenger from God. He's not going to do anything. His message is the Olam Haba is coming. God's going to establish his kingdom on earth. That's the job of the Messiah in Judaism. The Messiah's job is not to create heaven on earth, not to break, not to make the Olam Haba. He's a messenger. Western Union. He's coming to tell us that the, that the Olam Haba will be here. Slightly different ideas. However, if you start looking at them, there's an overlap. They're teaching some same things. And different religions have different ways to understand the one. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the mystery of the Trinity is, is for the Roman Catholics. For Protestants, it's not quite a a trinity. I'm going to make myself a note here. And we have to be careful when we're reading scripture and <laughs> I'm a fake. 
You know, that's funny someone said that. Someone wrote in the note, you're a fake. I was a chaplain, I mentioned this last week, in a veteran psychiatric hospital for 40 years. One of my patients, I went to someone, she had known him for 15, 20 years, maybe more, I'm not sure at this point. He stopped talking to me. We met once or twice a week. And finally, uh, we'll call him Arthur, Art. I said, Art, what's the matter? He said, you're not the real Rabbi Block. You're not the real Chaplain Block. What? You're alien Rabbi Block. Rabbi Block was kidnapped by aliens and they substituted you. So someone just said to me, you're fake Rabbi Block. I'm reminded what Art said to me. And then I thought, how do I prove? How do I prove to Art, good friend, long-time patient, how do I prove to him that it's me and not a substitute alien? I never could do that. He would talk to me, would have conversations, but he always would point out to me that I wasn't real. I was a fake. I was a substitute. And so someone saying to me that I'm, I'm a fake, what, what proof and evidence would you need that I'm, and I'm not even sure what I'm a fake of. A fake rabbi, I can get my smicha. I'll show you. Ordained, rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher, preacher, rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher, preacher, preacher, rabbi in Israel. Ordained by Orthodox rabbis. Hmm, go figure. But proof and evidence, and you've heard me say this before, and that's always a, a motto of mine or a battle cry. What proof and evidence do each of us need for a two-state solution for Palestine-Israel? What proof and evidence do we need that there is the one, that God exists? And that's the quest. That's what we need to find out. What do each of us need in order to reach a conclusion. And often, that's where the discussion lies, by the way, when we have debates. Because each of us is looking for different proof and evidence, and sometimes we don't say it. It would be much easier. We have real conversations. If you would say, gee, Rabbi Block, this is what I need is this. Or I... I know that this is bad for you, this is good for you, and this is why. Again, proof and evidence. And then we could stop and go, ooh, wait a minute, I have a different set of proof and evidence. Let me put mine there, and then let's see why we have two different opinions. And maybe once we see our own proof and evidence, we'll realize we're more alike or we're more distant. Rather than just accusing someone of, oh, you're wrong, or you're a sinner, or you're going to hell, or you're bad, you can accuse anybody of anything, it's foolish. It's kind of silly. Actually, it's really very egotistical to think that you know God's mind? You know what God has in store for people? I don't. I wouldn't, pretend, I wouldn't even pretend to know or say, wow. Some of you writing your little notes really, really think you know what God... Well, that being the case, ask God 
the mega million number and please text it to me. Please. Because God's all knowing. So send me some winning lottery numbers. Those of you out there who think I'm fake or think I'm sinning or whatever you might be thinking because you know what God wants. Well, let's do something practical for both of us. You know, I'll get the ticket and split it with you. So win-win. What do you say? Hmm. Let's find out. Some of the um, the questions go so fast that by the time I read them, the next one, but that's good because then you, I see some of them get repeated so I get to see them again. And remember, you can always email your questions, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. No, Islam is not the Antichrist. No. And there isn't one. God is one. He has many manifestations. He reveals himself in many ways. But he's one. And since he's God, there's no one that has power over him. No one has power to threaten him. It's about teaching. It's about learning. Hmm. Okay. That statement proves you're not a Jew. What statement? Please. Let me know. Again, it's always entertaining. Um, when I used to go to Fenway Park, watch the Red Sox, who else would you go to watch at Fenway Park? I was always amazed that the people sitting in the farthest bleachers could see much better than the umpire standing behind home plate. And they would yell and scream and call him blind and tell him he didn't know what he was seeing. That always amazed me that we have such hubris, such audacity, such pride, that we believe that those who are closest know the least. And those of us that know the least know the most. It's always entertaining. It's always good. Human beings, we're weird, aren't we? Human beings. My favorite food, Chinese and Italian. So it depends on which specific dishes. You know, we should really talk about some of the food I was brought up with. Uh, it's all heart attack, high blood pressure, high cholesterol food. And the only thing I still eat is I'll eat liver and onions, I'll eat chopped liver, kugel. Love a, I love sweet kugel, a dessert kugel. That's, that's my favorite. Go back to converts then. A convert is a Jew in all respects. It says that in the Talmud over and over. So once, goes, once someone goes through the process of conversion, you're a Jew. You can't un-Jew. I cannot be a rabbi. I can sell aluminum siding. I can sell used cars. I'll still be a rabbi. I cannot practice anything. Once one is ordained as a teacher, as a rabbi, that becomes part of the person. Just like when you become Jewish, it becomes part of who we are. No, the Talmud does not advocate abuse of children, abuse of women, or barnyard animals. So I don't know where you're getting that from. So please, 
if you like, email me the Talmud page, and I'll bring it up next week, that, that talks about that kind of comment. So once one converts, you can practice another religion, you can go back to the religion that you were, but Judaism will view you as being Jewish. No harm, no foul. Remember, there's no hell, you're not going to go anywhere. No Jewish police. You don't punish people. So, decide to convert, but then it, it doesn't work. It, no, it's whatever the reason. So you practice uh, another religion. Okay. Maybe you'll come back to Judaism. Maybe you never will. But you're still considered Jewish according to Judaism. I know we're hearing a lot about Israel being an apartheid in two states, and that's a political danger. I'm not happy with Israeli politics. It's not consistent with Judaism, with a democracy. And remember at the beginning I mentioned it's politics, it's not religion. We're dealing with a political element. And as we know from our own government, from the British system, from what's going on in Paris and France, we all know that politics creates problems that weren't there to begin with. So let's keep in mind that what we're watching in Israel is the politics. It'll get straightened. Excuse me. It'll get straightened out. I, I certainly pray and hope that Israel will come to its senses and realize that we need we need two states to live in harmony and peace and not throw rockets at each other and not let a foreign country like Iran in to do the dirty work, to be surrogates for Iran. That's a problem I see with some of the Arab-Palestinian terrorist groups, that they're really pawns for Iran. And that's not healthy for anybody, not just Israel. That's not healthy for any of the countries, not only in the Middle East, but here in America as well. Uh, someone must have just logged on. Is there a heaven and hell in Judaism? Not in the same way as Christianity. There's no hell. No such place. And we have a olam haba, the world to come, when God creates heaven on earth. It's not a place. When we die, our spirits go back to God who gave it. Remember, we all have a piece of divinity. And we want to treat each other with the respect that God deserves. Let's not forget that. Sometimes in the traffic, in the checkout lines, we forget that we were created in God's image and that we're treating another human being not nice. Well, our time is up. It's 8.30. I want to thank all of you for watching this evening. And I look forward to you your questions next week, next Wednesday at 8.00. And it will be shorter because it is the 9th of Av and it's a fast day and the sun sets now about 8.30. So we'll end at 8.15 next Wednesday. Laila Tov, Lehit Ha'ot, I'll see you in a week.